0: Welcome to the Big Ed Idea Podcast, a podcast for those looking to change the world through education. Each week, we bring you a new idea, however big or
1: bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education. Now, here's your host, my dad, Brian Scott.
0: Well, here we are. Thanks again for joining for, uh, popping in on the Big Ed Idea podcast. Um, As you know, I am Ryan Scott. And uh, once again, I just want to tell you, thank you. Thank you so much for pushing that play button. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Um, I think you will really enjoy today's or tonight's or this morning's episode, whichever you choose, um, whenever you choose to listen to it. I've got, actually, this is the first time that I kind of had a, we kind of had a pre-recording um, hang out. And I, and I, I'm going to tell you, I really liked it. A lot of my guests so far have been from, you know, hundreds of miles away from me, but, but this dude, um, I was actually able to meet last week. We sat down and we had a, had a dinner with a buddy of mine and a buddy of his, um, that we kind of share, um, uh, I guess a past with. And so we sat down and we just talked like guys did. And so I'm really, I'm actually, coming from a place that, you know, my previous episodes, I have not because I know this guy just a little bit. Um, So I'm super excited to introduce a guy today um, that I met through a mutual friend. Um, Her name is Amanda. I know her as Amanda Dimrist from high school. Uh, We were connected through youth groups. Now she goes by Amanda Phillips, but she said, hey, Ryan, there is this guy. Um, This guy in Evansville that is really moving and shaking things. Um, She said he's a little bit out of the edgesphere. You know, I know your podcast has to do mainly with education, Um, but I think you really need to interview this guy because he um, has got it going on and he's got some really cool ideas. Um, And she was right. You know, this whole podcast is about the big Ed idea. Um, And I don't want it to be only people within education. Because I think we all know that sometimes people outside of the system have the best ideas. Um, so I want to introduce my friend, my new friend. Um, his name is DeAndre Wilson. DeAndre, man, thank you so much for joining me tonight.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for responding on Facebook. Thank you for sitting down and having dinner. I much appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Um, we, uh, we met at a Korean restaurant, um, downtown Evansville. Uh, for all my folks that are not in Evansville, um, Evansville, Indiana has, especially the downtown, has made, and I, and I made sure I remarked about this. I lived in downtown Evansville, shoot, I was 18, 19, 20. Uh, probably, you know, I've talked about before, during my, my wandering years, I like to call them. And, and at that time, downtown Evansville was not what it is today. Um, today, they've done quite a bit as far as revitalizing downtown. Still, some more to go, uh, but it's definitely way better than it was 20 something years ago. So, I wanted first to let all of my listeners know that DeAndre, though he is not, though he, you know, not technically is an educator, he is an educator. And here's why. Um, as far as his passions, and his skill set that he brings to this table. Number one, he is a fitness coach. Um, he works at, remind me the name of that gym, DeAndre?
1: Cham Fit Studios.
0: Cham Fit Studios. That's right. So he there you a, go. He is a fitness guru. Um, but also what <laughs> I really, yeah, what I also like about him, he, um, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, this this is a big deal for me. He had this idea once upon a time of starting um, this little organization. So he is the founder and the executive director of the keep rolling campaign. Um, We will talk a little bit more about that here in a, here in a second, but he did start his own. Is it a nonprofit Deandre?
1: We are headed in that direction.
0: We are headed. Not yet, but almost, almost Um, also. And this was really cool. DeAndre was chosen as one of the 20 under 40. Um, And in Evansville, they do this thing every year where they pick 20 of the, you know, kind of up and coming folks under the age of 40. Sadly, I am now 40, so I'm disqualified from that. But DeAndre was chosen as one of those in the tri state area. um, And it honors the most influential people in music, sports, Food, fashion, business, and being social in the tri-state area. So without further ado, DeAndre Wilson, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: No problem. Absolutely just no problem whatsoever. However, for the 20 under 40, um, I received it twice oh. in the same year. What? How does Crazy. that happen?
0: How does that happen?
1: Uh,
0: Hard work. Hard work. That's that's a great answer, too. Um, so... Deandre, I'm going to get us rolling just like I do every episode. Um, I try to model for our listeners this idea that I have of connections before content. Um, it's essentially there is no reason for me or teachers to get into anything of substance until I know the other person. Um, life is all about relationships. Everything in, well, everything in this universe is based around relationships. And so I really would like to model that. So I have got two questions for you um, and then we will turn around and then you ask me to. Sound good? Deal. All right. Um, Let's see. Um, Do you have any hidden talents or hidden
1: hobbies? I actually do not have um, any of those. Nothing? Not that I'm aware. I mean, someone else may disagree with me, but I don't think I have any hidden hobbies or talents. Uh, uh, no, not that I can think of. Okay. Well,
0: and maybe that's because, yeah. maybe that's because you're an open book and everybody knows you. And so all of your, that could be it. you know, all of your habit, all of your talents and stuff are already
1: out there for the world to see. That's true. I mean, I guess you could say I'm really good at, uh, building business plans in the matter of a few days <laughs> under a lot of pressure.
0: There you go. That, Working in, a talent. Yeah, that, that's a, listen, that's yeah. a huge talent. It's a huge talent. Okay, this is one um, that tells me a lot about some somebody. What was the, what was your first paying job that you remember?
1: So, technically, my first paying job, I worked at this small little restaurant called Taste of Chicago, just down the street from my house. However, I only got paid one time. The, the owner, uh, I was I was 17, and the owner just was just real bad with numbers and running a business. It just didn't work, and so I only got paid once. So I left. I was like, look, bro, I, you're not paying me. I, I'm trying to save money. I'm out. Mm-hmm. So my brother and I started volunteering. We, start, we joined a program called Youth Resources. Absolutely. And then so we, yeah. So then we started volunteering at the Children's Museum. Uh, we did great with the kids. The staff loved us. We got a job uh, two weeks later. So I go back and forth. Do I claim Taste of Chicago as my first job, even though I got paid once? Or do I just claim the Children's Museum? Lately, I've been claiming the Children's Museum because they paid me on time. Right, right. And, you know, and, and I did like that job. I really liked to be with people. It was fun. You know, just play all day, pretty much. Well, listen, they say
0: if you're playing, you're not working. So, hey, that, sound, that sounds like a great job. That sounds like a great it job. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was excellent okay so uh what two questions do you have for me my friend okay are you ready
1: (laughs) i'm always ready okay because the first one's kind of heavy uh-oh bring it okay okay what is one of okay okay (laughs) what is one of your fears oh boy one of my fears yeah like i can tell you one of mine yeah go ahead What's your fear? I have this phobia of water above my head. Like I like being submerged underwater. That I don't I don't tolerate that whatsoever.
0: Okay. So I'm guessing you don't take many baths.
1: Well, I take showers and that, I that's what I'm back. saying. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Saying. Yeah. And I stand and I stand back. Um being submerged. <laughs> I don't like swimming. <laughs> oh, none of that. Okay. I don't okay. have none of that. So mm-hmm. my
0: fear, so I so I'm horrible at these because I'm a clarifier. So do you want like mm-hmm. personal fear, professional fear, family fear,
1: professional,
0: professional fear? Okay, I I'll be honest, my professional fear is that I don't leave a leaving, like I don't leave a legacy when I am Ooh. gone. Mm. Yeah, because to me my life like i want to be immortal and i know that sounds mm-hmm. that sounds really cocky probably and sounds really <sighs> i yeah it just sounds cocky but here's here's the reason i want to leave a legacy so that when i'm gone people are still talking about me 20 years after i'm gone about mm-hmm. the way that i served people first Because if that's the case, then no one really dies. And yes, Mm -hmm. that's super heavy. You laid it out there and I put it down. Yeah.
1: Well, your fear is what motivates me. Yeah. Right. To get all of this stuff done because I want when I pass to be talked about and the business practices I helped to put in place, you know, helped one day I hope to be a professor at Ivy Tech. So I went, oh, Professor yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Not only was he a professor, but he did this, he did that and he lived here and he did all these great things. So. So, yes, that's that's one of my motivations.
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean you know, this podcast is all about changing the world. And I just had this crazy idea that I could start this podcast and I could bring people on here that had a vision Mm -hmm. and that somebody would be listening out there that had some type of passion to connect with that vision. So that's kind of the whole vision of this podcast is like changing the world. And, and, and I'm okay to say that. So, all right, man, what's your next question? What's one of your hobbies? So, um, So I kind of have an idea. I kind of have this saying that a man, a man is built by his hobbies. Um, I have quite a few hobbies. So podcasting has become my post, my hobby recently, but I also play the banjo. I also play the piano. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, I dabble in microbrewery. I have made quite a bit of beer in my time. Um, I absolutely love to read. Um, I am mm-hmm. a self professed bibliophile. I normally have two or three books that I'm trying to read at once, like we talked about the other <laughs> night.
1: Yeah. Um, doing that.
0: Yeah. But honestly, like those hobbies have ebbed and flowed. But the one hobby that I have had, let's see, since, let's see, my oldest daughter is 17. So since she was born has been fitness um Mm. i've Mm -hmm. got this motto you were made to be awesome um i kind of have this theory that for me living out my god-given strengths Mm -hmm. and um abilities is an act of worship so every time i'm in that gym and i am working out and i'm making myself one percent better to me it's an act of worship because i am Mm using what God gave me. So, but I also flipped that into my professional life too. But
1: um, yeah, I'm a man of hobbies. Gotcha. Got, you know, I just, I mean, I could have said fitness is a hobby, but I mean, I coach every morning and I do, and I do personal training and I work out. So it's my job. But then again, it's also a hobby because sure. I have fun. I sure. King, it's my job. So I don't know. It could be, we could just put it there for now. It's a hobby. We'll we can put show. it there. We'll put on. The we'll show. put it there.
0: All, yeah. right. All right. So I was doing a little Facebook stalking. Um, that's the that's the <laughs> best. Yeah, that's the best place to learn about somebody. Um, yes. And under your name, it says you are a dreamer, learner, and doer. So my yes. question, yeah. So my question is, how did you how did you get to that place in your life?
1: You know. Um, it, it, it started once I got to college, taking off being this um, entrepreneur, wanted to create a better life for myself. Um, I fell in love with podcasts. I did my very first podcast way back when. And ever since then, I was like, this is like the perfect way to get your voice out. Yeah, sure. So I did. I always searched for podcasts. Um, I always searched for um community work to do I didn't know that I was getting into community work but everything that I did was building me up to be able to do it today so I didn't know that was happening but it was right before my very eyes Um, and then kind of that that dreamer and the doer and the learner uh, that also kind of stems from manifestation yeah I am big on saying it saying what you want out loud humming it chanting it uh eating it being with it uh sleeping next to it and then meeting manifestation halfway and then getting the work done man i love that and and so all of that coming together and forming you know what i have today it took a while Uh, it took a lot of work to do always does yeah it always does a lot of people you know do say did this happen overnight Or how'd you do it? I want to do it the way you did it. And a lot of people don't understand is being that we're in this digital world, a lot of my work has been done by networking and and LinkedIn and connecting with people. Like I am big on networking. That that helped me in that learning part get me to where I'm at. And then I talked about, you know, being able to do a business plan in like a matter of three days with all the material. Like, that's like that doer part of it, being able to get it done, show up and, and get that work done. So I'm 28 now. Uh, I started college when I was uh, 18. So in the matter of just 10 years, I've done so much work, so much foundational setting to get where I'm at today. And it's paying off. I promise you, it's paying off to where I did all of that stuff I had to do. And that it's now my investment is coming back around and paying me, which is amazing. Yes. Um, couldn't be more thankful for it. I mean, uh, some some adults have told me, and um, it's okay in this in this in this safe space we have to be a little cocky because we worked for it. We can be sure. a little bit. Yeah. Um, that I've been told that I've done more work than most adults, and I take that with like a trophy. That's my trophy, right? You know, by twenty eight, I've done a lot, and it, and it, and it's paying off. So, so that's how I got to that point.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, um, I'm gonna tell you know my own story. I didn't even, I didn't even graduate college until I was twenty seven. Um, so to yeah,
1: hear, it happens.
0: Yeah, so to hear you know that you have um, done all this stuff in a matter of ten years um, is pretty exciting, man. So bravo. Um, normally. Yeah. Normally, my first break. Thank question. you.
1: See, I wish. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, oh, I was going um, oh, to say, see, I wish that I wouldn't have gone to college right out of high school. Sure. I wish I would have waited maybe a year or two and maybe matured a little more. But yeah, that's it. That's all I I was going to add that.
0: No, I think I, I, I'm absolutely I probably should not have went to college. Probably the only reason I did is so that I could go have fun. And um, I did. And that's why. Yeah that's, <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Um, but normally uh, my yeah, first question. Yeah. yeah. You know, normally my first question to my educators is, you know, how did you get an education? And because of my background being so untraditional as far as the path that God led me. So it's really interesting to ask you how you got into um, dreaming and learning and doing it's really funny before I before we go ahead my wife and I uh, when we met we ascribed to there's a John Lennon quote you may say I'm a dreamer but I'm not the only one someday I hope you'll join us in the world we'll live as one so I love the dreamers because uh, the world doesn't change unless somebody dreams up a new a new world so I love it man keep it up um, yeah. So we're going to get into the meat of this kind of mm-hmm. rigmarole. Um, this is the Big Ed Idea podcast. So we do try to keep our um, brainstorming around the idea of education. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, inside the school per se. Um, so, yeah, I am wondering what is your problem that you have an idea to kind of solve. So what is that big problem
1: we're gonna talk about? So the big problem is access. Um, How do I get tools and resources into the hands of those who need them whenever there's a system that was put in place to work against them? So that's, that's where I'm at and I struggle with that. And that's kind of where I got into uh, with the keep rolling campaign and Bedford collab. Okay. Describe for our
0: uh, listeners
1: real quick. What is the keep rolling campaign? So it touches on legacy, which we both talked about earlier. So my father uh, had stage four liver cancer and colon cancer. And while having two forms of cancer, he rolled a 230 pound tractor tire around Evansville just because they don't need a reason. It's just he wanted to. That's the only reason. And he was able to beat the colon cancer. And what was very unique about this, he just went everywhere on his own terms when he felt like it. He did what he wanted to do. He went down Highway 41. He went to Birdette Park. He went to the east side. He just went. Rolling um, it, and man. I think just rolling it. This is what yeah. he did. Um, and I think that, you know, being active really does help the mind, the body, the soul, whatever, um, him brought him happiness. You know, he didn't want to go without a fight. He kept up the good fight of doing what he wanted to do. He ate a lot of food, of course, after chemo and then coming home and then taking off for the day. And so I feel like with, with, my father doing that, battling cancer, what excuses do we have not to be in shape? I think it's just, I know we'll make excuses, we're imperfect, so we'll find them, but truly what excuses do we have anymore? So that is the Keep Rolling campaign. I I roll a tire, that same tire around Evansville and people donate to the campaigns. I'll just pick a nonprofit and I'll say, hey, I wanna roll uh, 90 miles for this nonprofit for the month of March. And then I'll just take off. So cool. uh, people can donate to it. Uh, I also offer group fitness training. Uh, it's $250. Uh, so I, I encourage people to get a group together. That way the 250 is brought all the way down. Uh, I normally do a group of, my, my biggest group I've had thus far has been three. Um, I can handle up to six. That'd be fine. But uh, yeah, what happens is we meet at Aiken Park over here in Evansville. And I'll pull up, They'll, each person will grab a side of the tire, and then I will bring a huge topic onto the group, just randomly. So the last group, we talked about racism. They didn't know it. They were, they were ambushed. Bam, we got into it. it it's going to take a lot of uh, people here in Evansville to be uncomfortable Absolutely. Before we see change. That's right. And so those a lot, we have a lot of uncomfortable conversations. So that that is the Keep Rolling campaign. We have a documentary coming out soon. We have all this good stuff happening. Bam. That That's the Keep Rolling campaign.
0: Sweet. So you talked about equity and you talked about access. Um, yeah. As far as your big why and about the big problem. Now, are you talking about equity and yeah. access for the community? Is that kind of... Is that kind of right? Yeah,
1: yeah. For the community, and the people, the people that live in the community, uh, absolutely. It's like when I rolled the tire around the town, uh, people will come off their porch and then want to roll it or flip it with me, and that's fantastic. That's the start of that's that icebreaker, and then we'll talk about something tragic in their life, or they'll talk about the lack of in their life. They'll talk about all these issues. And I am no specialist. I cannot deal with a lot of that. Um, but this is a position that I'm now in. I love so that. I am adaptable, but I tell you, Ryan, people will give me some heavy stuff. And a lot of it, people need tools and resources um, They need to be they need to be accessible tools and resources. So that is my problem. How do I, with my platform and all this good old, this good work I'm doing, bridge the gap to get people the, the tools and resources that they need? And the two big ones that I've encountered in this community work I've been doing thus far is entrepreneurial and small business support and then resources for... Um, mental health and, and therapy and things like that so those are the two biggest ones because with the entrepreneur and the small business support you can give people the financial gains they need to then be able to get to you know a a, a part-time job or you know be able to get to therapy or the the, the mental health resources out there so that's what love I'm, that. that's the journey I'm, on. No, the journey I love I'm that.
0: on. I love that. And that definitely fits into the education space because you are essentially, um, a, you are equipping these people with skills and with some type of education, you know, um, education was once called the great equalizer. Um, and I, I believe it was, gosh, I want to say it was Horace Mann, or I want to say it was, it was a famous black educator. And I can't, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. But we knew that when you educate people, um, that truly is what hopefully equals the playing field. So let's talk about this idea that you've got. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know it revolves around a kitchen. So talk to me about what this kind of plan is about how we're going to level, I guess, level the playing field, give people skills, um, help them pull themselves
1: up, I guess, by their Mm -hmm. boots. So go ahead. Yeah. So the, the this next concept is called Bedford Collab, and there's there's two voices that the that Bedford Collab will have. Um, but the objective for Bedford Collab is, is it is will be a shared commercial kitchen program, so that food truck owners, bakers, and caterers can lease space um, on on a yearly basis. What we'll be able to do is to bring inspiring chefs, inspiring caters, caterers into this space and be able to get them the tools and resources that they need to be able to take their business to the next level. Oh, I get We know it. that restaurants, yeah. We know that restaurants fail, but also restaurants have never had that entry point into owning their own brick and mortar to understand the level of work that needs to to be had to really sustain that. So by them paying, you know, up to a a yearly lease to pay uh, the first of every month, they'll get used to paying that because in the future, that's going to be a mortgage on their own building.
0: Now, is that um, lease payment significantly less than it would be if it was their own brick or mortar?
1: Um. We do, we have different rates based on the hours that oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. they want. So someone could, so for example, the the most expensive rate is 500 a month on a year assigned a, for a, on a one yearly uh, lease. And that could possibly be someone's mortgage yeah. on their own building. And so if they're paying that 500, they're getting used to paying, they'll, they'll be getting used to that, then they'll be able to pay 500 in their own space. And they'll be like, I did this at Bedford Cloud. This is easy. Mm. So they're already used to it now. Mm. So there is this, this so concept. It paying a mortgage. No, I like that.
0: What I like about that. Um, what did you say? I said, yeah. what I really like about that, it plays into this concept that when mm-hmm. I start my doctorate, whenever I start it, I really want to dive into, and it's this, this idea called a hope coefficient that we, mm-hmm. we all have this level of hope inside us. And the ones that make it through adversity have a higher cope, hope coefficient than the ones that have a lower hope coefficient. And what I, what, you, what I hear you saying is that you are wanting to use this space essentially to, to show these people that they have the ability, they have yes. the skills, they yes. have the wherewithal to be able to make it but this mm-hmm. is kind of like their um practice before going yeah. out on their own so what i see it as you are building these people's hope coefficient so that
1: they are not afraid to go out on their own is that kind of what yeah I'm, I'm taking the inspiring entrepreneur that was cooking out of their homes wanting more for themselves but didn't know how to get more for themselves. And And so I'm here to help provide, provide that. I love that. There's a lot of psychology behind that. I wanted to be, I wanted to study psychology in college, but you don't get paid to get your master's and (laughs) I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm an
0: ardent, uh, ardent proponent that there is so much in the world of education that is psychology that we don't do a good enough job of pushing on our kids. Um, you know, I know we're in the middle of this COVID pandemic, but I think there's, there's Mm a, there's a bigger pandemic that's been building Mm -hmm. and building and that's learned helplessness. Um, and what I like about your idea is that you are counteracting the learned helplessness by teaching people hope, building their hope, um, and quite honestly, in some communities that
1: need a little bit of hope. Yeah. Yeah. So Bedford Collab is located right smack dab in the hood. Right. Right smack dab in the middle of it. And and what the community work I've done and based off what we learned from from COVID is people didn't go back to work. People started their their jobs, their side hustles. They started multiple side hustles. So that's the second language of Bedford Collab is how do we interact with just entrepreneur entrepreneurs, period? Cause they're there. Not, they're there. Yeah. They're, they are here. They are down the street. They are around the corner, but Befford Collab, I don't want it to solely be a space for foodpreneurs, even though, I mean, it is, yeah. but I also want just every kind of entrepreneur you can think of to come knock on the door and say, okay, Deandre, where do I go? Who do I talk to? Because I can tell you now on my journey, I encountered so many hurdles, so much red tape, so many no's, so many this, that, and the third. So then how can I help that entrepreneur just get through all that pointless jive and then get to who and what they need so that they can, again, better their life? Oh, man, I love it.
0: I, I really, 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 really like it. And I and I love it also. Um, and, I, and I'm going to talk on this, you know, as, as a as a white dude who has struggled to educate myself. Um, and I've been, and I've, I'll be honest, you know, I've been trying to do a lot of work to educate myself, especially within the last year and Black Lives Movement and George Floyd and, and uh, all of Breonna Taylor and, you know, all the craziness that's going on. And, and so what I love to see, man, is that you are a black dude that is making it and that is showing people um in your neighborhood that it is possible um it's very possible but it's going to take some work like you're saying but it's also going to take community which is huge so i just appreciate that man and uh love it man yeah thanks yeah appreciate that and and i you know it's sometimes it's and i'll be you know i'll be honest with my my uh viewers you know I'm i'm a white kid that grew up in santa claus indiana Very (laughs) monochromatic high school, very monochromatic upbringing. Um, And it wasn't a concept that we really talked a lot about. And so I've been, I'm just really thankful to be able to meet you and see the things that you are doing, um, you know, outside of the color, but, you know, in the color um, world.
1: You're doing some good stuff. So I appreciate that. Man, no problem. Um, I need you. I need your help as well. Yeah, so. go ahead. Bring
0: it on. What, what you need?
1: Well, he- here's the help that I need from, from, from you. So as I continue on this journey, there's going to be old white men who are unconscious, who are unseasoned, who are unaware, who are blatantly racist yep. that I can't do anything with but you can, right. You can go talk to them. You can hold them accountable. You can correct them when they say something out of line. Right. So that's where Ryan, you come in. I appreciate that.
0: And, and, and you know what, beginning of all this, uh, I was in this book study, uh, my wife and I read uh, white fragility. We actually listened to it on tape while we were driving somewhere. Our girls listened to it too. So it, let us had some really good conversations with our four daughters um but you know one thing i definitely learned from from that book was the just this concept that you don't have to necessarily be a bad person to be racist sometimes being racist is what you know because you you do because you don't know any better not necessarily because you're a bad person, but because nobody has brought it to your attention. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? I hope so. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I don't want to yeah. go you know, super down this, this rabbit hole, but um, I will tell you though, I've, I've wanted, because I actually have a, a former student of mine that wants to have an episode talking about um, these exact conversations. And I've, I'll be honest, I've been uncomfortable. I don't know how to have them. So I've been looking for somebody that can help me through these conversations. So I will definitely be hitting you up when um, when I interview her. Um, Mm -hmm. She wants to talk about segregation as far as that it still exists. So we will, you know, we will talk again and bring this subject back to where we can get super deep in it. Um, But I want to take us back to Bedford Colab. Yeah. So the essential essentially. The idea of Bedford Collab is to provide a space for upcoming entrepreneurs um, that mm-hmm. maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe were a little nervous about doing it on their own. And yeah. they will have you and probably some other type of mentors to lead yeah. them through that struggle. Is that about right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or 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 a, a well-seasoned entrepreneur that has the customer base but don't understand their potential and needs a bigger space to really see the vision and really get out there. So there's another, like i say, Bedford Clap has multiple voices and we could find that entrepreneur that is just starting and they just have a business plan and they can cook, but they don't get the business side or, or there's an entrepreneur that's been doing this for, 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 for five years out of their house and they've never, went to the next level, well, I'm gonna bring it right to you. And then just overall entrepreneurs from the neighborhood, period, that just wanna do something and, and don't know where to go. So I'm looking for all entrepreneurs within Southside, Edmondsville, uh, to give you an idea, um, 1800 residents within T.P. Park and then every other neighborhood that surrounds that. Um, I'm Looking for all of them, all of them. we have the skills and and we have the skills and the to do it and and people know what they're doing and it's like amazing that we can do all these things here but we just don't take it to the next level like we should so that's uh i'm gonna try to help people the best i can i like it
0: i like it we talked a little bit before we went on air that uh you know the future of work is all about skills and Mm -hmm. you know the best way to bring people up is by teaching them a skill and so What I love about this Mm -hmm. is that you are intentionally showing people, um, I think, skills they probably already have, but then you are fine-tuning them, Mm fine-tuning them for them. Yes, um, yes, yes. And that essentially um, will revitalize your community.
1: That's, That's it. Let's do it. Mic drop. Mic Good drop. Mic that's drop. it.
0: Okay. So my man, um, all these people out here listening. Um, I always want to connect you because, you know, there's somebody that's that's listening that this is going to resonate with that, you know, I, I call it the goosebumps goosebump moments um, I always mm-hmm. told my students when my when I had goosebumps I was really really happy and I was really really excited and passionate about it so somebody out there has got some goosebumps right now listening to the Bedford collab idea um, mm-hmm. or just listening to you in general so let my listeners know some of your I guess some of the best ways for them to get a hold of you
1: so social media that's where we're at. so twitter facebook instagram linkedin uh deandre d wilson my default picture is me with the tire so you can't it's like like landmark you can't miss it um or you can go to www.keeprollingcampaign.com and reach out that way i'll, I'll see it but yeah any any way the quickest way i uh, follow people back on social media add me and and let me know what what i can do for you or collaborate on something it's uh whatever you want to (laughs) do he said let's do it
0: you remember he's a dreamer he's a learner and he's a doer so reach out to my man deandre uh yeah please 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 and you know um if you're listening from you know i've got listeners in texas and utah and montana and new york and connecticut uh, if this is an idea that you know you know of somebody that's already doing it in your area, um, let them know what DeAndre's doing. Maybe they can hook up and, you know, help each other out.
1: Yeah, and the really cool thing is I was in San Antonio and I went on a tour of shared commercial kitchens and I was just blown away. It was just amazing that the work that they're doing blew me away.
0: The possibilities, man. All you gotta do is care. Yeah, uh, yeah. All you do is just care. All you gotta do is care. Um, so uh, I'm gonna wind us down. I think we've okay. talked quite a bit, <laughs> uh, which I love to do. I love to do. But uh, to my listeners, hey, I sincerely appreciate you sticking around tonight or this morning or whenever you're listening in giving us your time. Uh, my man, DeAndre, and I want nothing more than to change of the world. And we, we are praying that one of you out there listening has got the passion to connect with his vision to make this a reality. Um, so without further ado, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening, morning, night, whatever. Um, and I will see you on the next episode of the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Thanks, guys. Come to the conversation with your passion, and together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper.